0: term i don't really like the term especially down here in the south where we're called the bible belt everybody's heard that term before right we're in the bible belt i don't like that term either americanized christianity we we have started to get where there's one or two ways one is the come to church on sunday morning hear the preacher preach and go home and you're saved you said a little prayer at the altar when you were 19 years old you haven't really grown in your body, you haven't really grown with Christ, you haven't really gave your life up for Christ, but you're saved because you come to church, you, you sing the songs, you, you, you pray the prayers, and you, you listen to the pastor teach, but that is not salvation. Salvation is when you give your life up for Christ. Your life is no longer your life. You are dead. You are dead now. Christ lives in you. When we get saved, what do we usually say? that person gave their life to the Lord. It's no longer their life. They have given it to Christ, to our Lord and Savior, to who has saved it. Um, So we'll go look at Luke chapter 9 today in verse 23 through 27. And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake... The same shall say, but for what is a man's advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away for whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my word of, of my words of him shall the Son of man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels but I tell you the, I tell you of a truth there be some standing here which shall not taste of death. Till they see the kingdom of God. Today I want to talk about denying, dying, and following. That is the Christian walk. These verses right here is about the best you can get for what a Christian life should be like. We should die to self. Our life is now with Christ, so we're denying ourselves. We're dying to self, and we give it to Christ, and we follow him. Now in this chapter, or in this verse, we see that Christ says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me not when you're first saved not when you said that little prayer but daily when you get up you're denying yourself you're in the word every day you're seeing what you're doing you're saying this is not great this is not good I shouldn't be doing this I'm denying you should deny the sin in your life you should die yourself this is something I struggled with um, when I first got saved Um, I didn't want to do my plan I I didn't want to do God's plans I want to do my plans I didn't want to be a preacher. I didn't want to even be up here right now, Plum honest. I I want to be in the background, doing sound, doing stuff where y'all wouldn't see me. That's how I want to be. But when Christ comes into us, our life is no longer our life. It's not what we want anymore. It's Christ living in us. It's his salvation in us. You have given up your life for the Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ, who paid it all for you. He didn't have to. He came, perfect man died on the cross for me and you rose again on the third day to win that victory. And me and you accepted his gift, and when we accept our gift, we give our life to Christ. Our salvation is not ours. It is Christ living in us. We do not control our... We should not want to control our own destiny. We should let Christ control our path. Christ Let, let Christ guide our life. And in this verse, when he says, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. That word cross there, that... That... what From what I've gathered and from what other sermons I've heard that... Let's refer to death. The cross is the sign of death, um, especially back then. Um, that is death to self. I mean, when you when you get in this word and you're reading it, um, you'll see we're we're imper- imperfect human beings. As as Stephen taught last Sunday, we're we're you know jars of clay. I believe is what he said. Um, we're we're as dust of the earth. We're nothing. We are nothing without Christ. And Christ comes into our life, makes us whole, and He sees this imperfect person now perfect. He loves them. He cherishes them. And as a Christian life, we should desire to get closer to Christ. We should desire to walk closer to Christ. We should desire to want to be as close to Christ as we can get. We will never get bright beside him. We will never be Christ. We, will never be, we can never get close enough to Christ. We can get closer and closer every day. There's always an area in our life we can work on improve prove on. Um, and so verse 24 says, For whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. So, nowadays in America, we're ashamed of the gospel. I hate to say that, but we are. We we are more proud to say what politician we love. We are more willing to argue right in the face to somebody else about the politician we love or the sports team we love or TV show we love or what fast food chains is better or whatever. But we are not willing to... To tell Christ, to tell about Christ, to preach this gospel to the world. And that, that is shameful. Um, he's given us the greatest gift ever. And this verse puts it pretty clearly. I mean, what is there to lose if we go tell Christ and we die? We wake up in glory. We wake up in, in that kingdom of heaven that we, we so long to cherish for. But if we take the Word of God and we never share it, what is our life? What are we doing to help Christ? What are we doing to spread the gospel? Um, that's just something I've had to fight with a lot in my life. Um, I mean, Christ gave it all for us. We could we could give it all for Him. He gave a lot more than we'll ever give. But but I mean, where it says, "For whosoever will save save his life shall lose it," and what it's saying there is, uh, you can't you can't save your own life to be to be honest. We can act like we do it down here on earth with our possessions and with, with our riches, with our cars, with our dogs, houses, whatever whatever have you. But we never save our life. There's only one person, from my understanding, and it's the truth that has ever saved my life, and that's Jesus Christ. Not something I did when I came down and stood at the altar and prayed a prayer. I didn't, I didn't save my own life. Christ saved my life for me. He died on the cross for me so I could do that. And now I should live every day, want to spread the gospel, sh- share Jesus Christ with every lost person in this world. And the churches today have forgotten where they're at. This, sermon, this, this passage says, "But whoever lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it." We are to suffer for Christ. He never said it'd be easy. In fact, he said the opposite. We will have persecution. Look at how the disciples died. Look at how Paul died. Look at how Christians have been murdered and persecuted and killed for their beliefs. This world does not want God. This world wants their own self lust, their own self love. I mean, look at today. We have singers and songwriters sharing songs about the, just how they love the devil and, and how they worship the devil and how, how they love themselves and, and the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel of, you know, if you, if you do this, Your life will be awesome. You'll have all the wealth you want, all the health you want. You ain't never going to get sick. You know, that's all you got to do. Just accept Christ. Your life's going to be awesome. Your life is awesome with Christ, but it's not perfect. He's perfect, but you're not. I'm not. I'll I'll admit that there. We, We are to suffer. We are not to be afraid to suffer, though. It is human nature to be afraid to suffer, but we stand in our own way. We stand in the way of Christ's will for our life. Christ's will for our life is to accept him, go preach his gospel, go tell the world about him, and one day we'll die, and we get to heaven, and he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's my desire for my life. And it should be the desire for Christian life, to hear those words from Christ, well done, thy good and faithful servant. But every day we fail, but his grace is more. His grace lets us fail but he still loves us and we still keep that salvation. Now, if you do not be in the word every day and you do not just die to self every day, you do not lose your salvation. I want to put that clear. God's grace pays it all. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. I don't have to worry about him leaving me. I don't have to worry about him running away, saying, you're not worth it, you're not good enough. And We're not good enough. you know. We're, we're not. But through him, we are made whole. So, um, A.W. Tozer wrote, the reason why many are still troubled and still seeking to still seeking making life found or hold on I can't read my own handwriting making little forward progress there we go making little forward progress is because honestly yet we come to the hold on, I can't we're still trying to give our own identif- identity we're getting in the way of God's work uh, Spurgeon said the biggest like the biggest problem with Christians' life is they're not willing to gather away so Christ can live through it. We need to, I can't stress this enough, we need to die to self daily. Because you're saved, your life is not, not what you want it to be. It's not what you want to make it, it's what Christ has made it. Christ makes your life whole. He makes you whole. He makes you to worry. When you die, you'll go to heaven. But on this earth, you still have work to do. You need to spread the gospel. You need to share the love of Christ. And you don't need to share it as in hey, you accept this man Jesus, your life's going to be great. You know, you're going to have all this stuff. No, you need to preach the word, and as it is. John 1.1, 1, 1, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The word's not what we make it to be. It's not what we want it to be. We don't take out parts of the word that we don't like. If, there, if that was so, I would take out a lot of the Bible and live my own life how I wanted it to. That's not how God tells us to. We go by his word, his word alone. No one else, no other, no, other, no other God, no other being. There's no human that we should travel and, and follow. It's only Christ. And that's why we have this great book. That's why we have the gospel. That's why Jesus came to die for us. It's so we could, we could be pardoned from our sins. And now the command is to go preach his word. Go teach his word. Go out unto all nations and tell him. Tell them about this great, wondrous mystery of Christ coming to die on the cross for our sins who did not have to do that for me and you who sin daily, who fail daily, who, who are just imperfect human beings. And it says, For what is a man's advantage if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? And that's what I was talking about, where you can gain everything in this world, but at the end of the day, it's hell or heaven. It's either your own self-love, or you giving up your life for Christ. Christ has paid it all. Jesus paid all, and all to Him I own. We have done nothing for salvation. Christ done it all for us. And so, as we go in our Christian walk, we should never become arrogant. Never become arrogant in what we do. Never become arrogant in the knowledge we have of Christ. The day you become arrogant of the knowledge you have in the Bible, God will humble you. He's done it to me many times. And I, I mean, I haven't—I have never read through the book from cover to cover yet. I don't know all there is to know. No man has ever stayed this book and know all there is to know. And that's the wondrous mystery of the Bible. But as we go in day-to-day life, let us be humble. Walk humbly before your God. He has done it all for you. Don't be arrogant with your Christianity. Don't go around telling people that you're better than them, because we're not. Don't go, well, well, I'm saved, and I got Jesus, and you're you're unsaved, and, and you're just a terrible human being. It's not what Christ said. Just don't, never go to somebody of of another denomination and be like, you're an idiot. You know, don't go, why do you believe this way? This is dumb. Don't do that. Only thing we should do to people is share the gospel to them. Share the love of Christ to them. Let let the love of Christ reveal their sin. Don't don't let us tell them what they're wrong. Let the Bible tell them what they're wrong. Because the day we start telling people we're wrong is what Americanized Christianity has done in the past. It has run more people off from this building than it has brought in. We come in this building and tell them, hey, you're not dressing the right way. Or you're, you're smoking a cigarette, you don't belong in here. Are you got a tattoo, get out of here. You're, you're unsaved, you're unclean because you've got these things. That has run more people off from Christ than ever before. And the church today needs to see that and change its ways from that. I mean, I grew up like that. I'm sure many of you did. It's not about what I wear. I mean, I'm wearing polo, black pants, and sneakers. It's not about what I wear. It's not about what my brother Tony wears when he preaches. It's not about what you know, we wear to church. It's not about what we talk like when we get to church. It's not about what we act like in public. It's about the heart. It's about the heart of man. It's about that soul that you gave to Jesus. And if you're living daily, daily for your lust and for your own will, I ask you to, to look at yourself. Die daily to yourself. Look at yourself and deny yourself daily. And for those who, who never have attended their own funeral... I ask that you, you come you come accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Give your life to Him. It's not a part of your life. Christ is your life now. Christ is all you are. Christ is the only thing you have in this world that is, that's never going to hurt you, never going to betray you. It's going to keep you going, even when you can't. It has with me. Um, it says, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, Of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed. That's that's a a very scary scripture right there. How many times do we go into public? How many times do we go to church? How many times do we hang out with a friend? We're ashamed to tell them about Christ. We're ashamed to even talk about Christ with other Christians. We're scared. We're nervous. We think it's embarrassing. We don't think it's, in my generation, we don't think it's a cool thing to do. But... It doesn't matter if it's cool in the world's eyes. This world is broken. This world is ruined. This world is just a broken world. We'll never have that perfect. This is as close to perfect as we can get. And Jesus is perfect. And, and he is the only man to ever walk this earth that was perfect. Nor me, nor anybody that's ever walked it after has been perfect or before. But let's not deny Christ. When we go into this world, let's, be, let's go talk about our Savior. I work at a hospital. I see hundreds of people a day, and I see people hurting. I mean, people losing loved ones, and people working at the hospital seeing this every day, and people working at the hospital that, that have broken lives, broken lives at home, they have no hope, and their only hope is their own works. And thank God that my hope's not in my own works, because if it was in my works, I'm, I'm doomed. We're all doomed, and that's why he came and saved us. We've got these churches today in America preaching that if you do this and this and this and you preach and you, and you dress like this and you do this and you look like this and you talk like this and you, and you don't wear this but you wear this and you don't get this but you have this you're saved that's not what Christ says. Christ came to die for everybody. He now people should change when, when you die to self when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there should be a change that goes on in your life. The old you Behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Now, that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean your sin nature dies. Your sin nature will be with you till the day you die physically on this earth. And you're risen in glory with a Christ where sin and shame and death is no longer alive. It's dead in this holy land we call heaven. But in this Christian daily walk, let's not be ashamed of the gospel. I have a friend, I'm not going to say anything else about them besides this. They claim to be a Christian, they claim to be walking close with God, and they came out homosexual a couple weeks ago. And it hurts. It, it bothers me. But I have yet to reach out to them to share the gospel. I have yet to tell them. I'm not going to tell them they're wrong. I'm going to tell them what Christ said. Now, Christ calls that an abomination, in more places than just Leviticus. It, it should break my heart to know that I have a best friend that's on a highway to hell right now. They're, they're, they're not looking around. They've got their foot on the pedal and they're going. But I'm scared to talk to them because I don't want to bother them or hurt their feelings or scare them away. If the gospel of Christ gets to a person, that's all I can do. All I can do is tell them about Christ. All I can do is show them this book and tell them who Christ is, and what he's done for us, that's all I can do. I can't force them to accept Christ. I can't force them. I cannot beat them over the head with this Bible and tell them to repent and be saved. That's not my job. That's not the will of Christ. The will of Christ is to share the gospel, to to tell them what Jesus said, to preach the word, and at the end of the day, it is a decision they can only make. It's not a decision I can make for them. Well, if it was, I'd i would save everybody, you know—but it's not a decision I can make for somebody. It's the only decision that person can make between Christ and self. It's either live for the flesh or die to self for Christ and live for Him. There's no in between. There's this new thing in America. Well, it's not new, but it's called uh, progressive Christianity. It is where we believe that that homosexuality and and abortion's fine. It's not Christ and, and transgenderism and all that stuff. Christ. Speaks against that. And we got these churches nowadays saying it's okay if you're like this. Christ loves you as you are. As you are. Christ does love me. But he doesn't say, accept the gospel and keep living your life. No. He says quite the opposite. He says, Let him deny his self and take up his cross daily and follow me. Daily. Not every Sunday, not once in your life when you accept Jesus Christ. This is a daily occurrence. When you're in the Word, you should be dying to self. You should be praying every day, Lord, help me, Lord, strengthen me, help me to be who you want me to be. The only person that can really change that's you. You got to be willing to give up. You got willing to do things for Christ and not for your flesh. I remember when I fought the call to preach. I heard um, a preacher down there at the Men's Prayer Advance preach, preach a similar sermon. He was talking about giving your life up for Christ. You know, you have to be all in. You are death to self. We were dead in our trespasses and sin. It's a shame that I fought that for as long as I did. Because he came and died on the cross for me. Perfect Lamb of God. And paid for sins so I could go to heaven and live this life on earth. And I ran. I didn't want to do it. It's not my plans. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be staying up here. I don't want to have to read up here. I'm a terrible reader, terrible handwriter. If you saw my notes up here, you would agree. But, but it's, it's that dying part of this passage that you got you got to apply to your life. Dying and denying yourself. We we're just not worthy of anything we've gotten in our life. God has given us breath in our lungs. That is something you should we should never had. We don't deserve that. We don't deserve to go daily and daily breathing and doing what we please. But Christ's grace has given us the opportunity. Christ's grace is the amazing thing. It lets us it doesn't let well Yeah, it does let us. It's not good, though. It's not right. That we may walk daily, and we rebuke Him every day. Every time you sin, you rebuke the face of Christ. You rebuke God. It's not losing your salvation. I don't believe in that. And this passage kind of declares that. You cannot lose your salvation once Christ comes to live in you, because He lives in you now, and you don't. You're no longer you. Christ lives in you. He is using you as a vessel. You are now a slave to Christ, and there's no other person I'd rather be a slave to. I would rather... Die every day to myself and live for Christ and spread his word and try to help win souls, help change people to come to Christ, than it would be to live after my own flesh. That's just not how a Christian life should be desired. Our our salvation is not our salvation. It is Christ. Christ living in us. He does, we do not dictate our life. I cannot tell you that enough. We do not control, we should not desire to control each step in our life. We should desire for Christ to. We should desire for Christ to to walk us every day and tell us where to go. And He tells us where to go. And we deny Him. We're scared. We're scared of what He says. Much like Jonah. But let us not be ashamed. For Christ was not... he, He loves us. He's not ashamed of us. We wear the shame of history. We are broken people. But Christ, when you accept him in your life, he no longer sees you as a broken human being. He now sees you as a child. You are a child of God. Your, your sins are paid for. You do not have to fear death no more. We don't have to fear hell. We should live like that. We should live praising God every day that he came and died for us, and we don't have to fear hell. We don't have to fear death. Death. If we die, we go to heaven. Yay. Like, like we have, we, there's no fear in death. Like Of course, your body and I still do. I don't want to die. I don't want to die yet. I'm, I'm 21. I'm newly married. I don't want to die yet. And it says, back in verse 26, For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my word, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed, when he shall come into his own glory and in his Father's and of the holy angels. Wouldn't it be terrible if we lived this life like many Christians have before. And there is many righteous people in hell right now. Many people thinking, I, I, I've done this for Christ. I, I've worked. I've done my works. I've done this. But they never truly gave death to self. They never truly gave their life to Christ. They worked for it. Works will never get you anywhere. It will give you a false security. It, I don't really think it's security. Because every day you have to walk as if you're losing your salvation. Christ did not die so you can lose your salvation. He died so your ransom is paid. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. And I owe it all to him. I owe every day of my life to him. Every breath in my lung to him. Now does that mean you got to show up in this church house every day? No. It does not. Does it mean does it mean that you have to talk about Jesus every sentence of every word of the day? No. Cuz cuz we have other things. We have broken hearts. We have Family and friends who just need encouragement. We have family and friends who just have conversations. But the main part of our day should always be Christ-centered, Christ-focused. We've had, over the past many years, people preaching, if you're not in these doors of this church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Bible study, you will lose your salvation and you will, you will die and go to hell. That's a scary thing to think of. That I could slip up any day and lose my salvation and have to reach it back in. Christ died for all my sins and all of y'all sins. He died for everything. Every sin man has committed. All we have to do is accept him. That's all we have to do. And then work for him. Now we don't have to, it's not a works-based faith though. If we slip up, guess what? His grace is still there. His mercy is more than we'll ever have. More than we can We'll slip up 100 times a day. I slip up every day. I've sinned today. I've sinned every day. I sin every day because I'm human. And it's wrong. And every time I sin, I deny Christ. But He says, I love you. He says, You are my child. You accepted me as your Lord. He accepted me as your Lord and Savior. And I love you. Now, this is not where you can just accept Christ and walk away and never come to church again and die and go to hell. That's not Christianity. This passage right here is a clear example of Christianity. Go and die to self daily, be in the Word, and preach the gospel. Teach the gospel. Tell the world about this wondrous man who came and died on a cross for our sins. And we say, Well, I, I don't I can't be all in. I just don't don't think it's for me. That's that's terrible. I mean Christ, He was all in for us. The perfect man, God in heaven, sees this broken world, has has no one on earth that can save them. He says, I'm gonna send my only begotten Son to save this world. This perfect Lamb of God who doesn't deserve any of this, but he's going to go to this world. He's going to be perfect while he's there. And he's going to preach this word. He's going to preach the gospel to many. And as we look in the passage right before this, verse 22, the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and by the slain and be, ris- and be slain and risen on the third day. He tells the disciples and others right here after he feeds the 5,000 that he must die and suffer for humanity. He must die and suffer for me and you. Even before we were born, he, he was dying for us. That's grace. That's the love of God. It's greater than anything in the world. And the, I mean, this whole chapter is, is a beautiful thing. You got him, him feeding the 5,000, you got him telling that he must suffer for mankind. He must suffer for you and me. He must suffer for all. And then the next chapter is Mountain of Transfiguration. That's a different story for a different day. <laughs> That's a big beast right there. But Christ came and paid it all. All in looks like a whip from a cat of nine tails by his own people. And it looks like getting beaten and battered and spit on and had vinegar rubbed on you and hanging on a cross, perfect Lamb of God, suffering, bleeding out and dying. My Christ didn't die. The, the Romans didn't murder Christ. Christ laid down his life. He says, I'll lay down my life and I will take it up again. But Christ did that not for, not for me and you to go live how we want. Not for me and you to go day by day cussing and, and drinking and abusing things and, and just not living in Christ's life. He desires for us to live for him every day. And that's what he paid for. He paid for us and we fail every day. Christ's love is the same every day. His grace is the same every day. His mercy is the same every day. And that's beautiful. And we take that for granted. We take his blessings for granted. The only time we look at Christ is when the blessings seem to disappear. When the world starts to get bad for us. When death comes. When trials come. We say, God, where are you at? You're not helping me out here. Are you even there? I've done that many times. He's there the whole time. You have a blessing every day, no matter what's going on in this world. You have a death in the family, guess what? You still have breath in your lungs. You still have a Christ to come and die for you. You still have a roof over your head. You still have shoes on your feet. You still have a car to drive. You still have a job to go to. You have a church family to, to go to. When, when trials come, you have a church family to come to and, and to help you out. That's what we're here for. That's what we're a body for. We are to help each other. But the church nowadays is so... We're unsociable with each other. We come in these doors, the back doors... Uh, especially at the beginning of preaching, we hear the preaching, and we're out those back doors before the person in the front pew can even go to the person in the back pew and say hi. And half of us are scared because we don't know who that person is to even go talk to them. That's not what Christ desires. He desires us to be all in, to help the hurting, to help all the hurting, not just the, the saved, but the unsaved. The unsaved hurting 100 times more than the saved are. On the worst day, a saved person has way more than a lost person ever has. Because we have Christ. Our life is whole. The lost person has nothing to look forward to. They have nothing at the end of their life to look forward to. They are trying and trying to make something. I mean, we got religions nowadays saying, if you do this, this, and this, one day you'll be a god of your own world. we got some churches praying and calling Christ a sparkle king of they, them pronouns. That is blasphemy our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and us Christians have stepped to the side, we're sitting on the bench, and we're scared to go out there. Now, is running to them and telling them that they're going to burn in hell for what they're saying the right thing to do? No. To share the love of God is the right thing to do. To share the gospel of Jesus Christ dying and rising again on the third day for me and you, for all of humanity, for all of our sins. That is what we need to tell them. But as Christians have got too scared, we sit on the sidelines and we say, they're right to. We get churches today preaching that you can do this and this. You can believe this way. You can believe that, that God is transgender, and that's a real thing. I'm not making it up. That God is transgender, or God is a woman, or God is this, God that. God is what you want Him to be. God is not what you want Him to be. God is God. We, my idea of Christ, I should never have an idea what I think Christ is like. Only the Bible is what Christ is like. The only Bible is what God is like. Only, only the Bible is what God has for our life. It's who He is. The Word was God. Now, like, the Bible here is not God Himself, and you all know that. But this is Him speaking to us. We have this beautiful book that we take for granted and we use as a coaster on our coffee table. Or we use as an ornament on our dining room table that we opened up to John 3.16 or at Christmas will open up to the Christmas story or Easter will open up to the Easter story. This Bible is not an ornament. It's not something that we just go to and we be like, well, it's Christmas, let's read, let's read the Christmas story. No. We are to be in this book daily. Now if you miss it for a day, you don't lose your salvation. But it hurts. And you miss a day and you go, well, I'm alright, I missed a day. Then you miss another day. You miss another day and another day. Next thing you know, you haven't read that Bible in two years. You've not gone to church. It's a slow fade. You're not going to just, like, one day walk away from it and never go back, if you're truly saved. You should desire to be in this book every day. Now, I fail. I don't study this Bible every day a week. I fail. That's a shame. I probably haven't studied for this sermon like I should. I told Joe... I don't feel like all I have is enough. And he said, that's good. That's, that's how you're supposed to feel because I'll never have the perfect sermon. I'll never have the perfect walk. I won't. But the instructions are pretty clear. Die to self. Don't let yourself dictate your life. Get out of your way of Christ. Get out of the way of Christ. Christ is the only way. He is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. He's the only way that we have life. He's the only way we have something to look forward to at the end of this life. He makes our life worth living. Without Christ, my life is worth nothing. It's worth nothing. It is, it is dust of this earth. Because if I don't have Christ, one day I'll die. I'll be put in the ground. My kids will come see my grave. And that's it. That's all me. But if I live for Christ, one day I'll die but hopefully there are souls that I helped lead to the Lord. I didn't, leave, I didn't save them, but led them to the Lord. And there hopefully is generations of generations from what I've tried to put out that will put out the gospel even more. Not from what I've done, but what from Christ has done in me. That's where the church has got to go. We've got to be a body moving. We can't be a body sitting on the sidelines. We've got to be a body preaching the gospel. We've got to be a body living for Christ. Our hearts should break for every lost person in this world. Our hearts aren't breaking for our own relatives enough. I have tons of family unsaved rejecting the gospel and, and I don't have a broken heart for them. I say, oh man, they really need Jesus. Hope somebody gives it to them. Uh, just walk away. And that's, that's terrible. That's, that's, that's bad on me because God has given me the opportunity and equipped me to give the gospel to my family. And like I said, at the end of the day, it is a decision between them and God. It's not a decision I can make for them. It's not a decision that enough preaching and stuff can make for them. Because you could have an unsaved person sit in that pew every Sunday, Sunday night, Wednesday, Tuesday, Friday, Bible study, what have you, and they could still be lost. And and that's, that's almost the worst, because they hear the gospel every day, and they still reject it. They're still unwilling to give their life up for Christ. That is the worst Christian, that, well not Christian, that is the worst that a person gets, is When they hear the gospel every day, they still reject it because they don't want to give their life up. Most people don't want to come to Christ because they don't want to be told they're wrong. They won't, don't want to be told they're broken. They don't want to be told that they need something more, that they need Christ. They don't want to be told, they don't want rules either. They don't want rules and, and they, they don't want to pay attention to their conscience. Christ has given us some things in our conscience, whether you're saved or unsaved, that is law. Whether you're saved or unsaved, you know it's wrong to kill somebody, right? I mean, we all agree on that, right? Um, if you're saved or unsaved, you know it's wrong to beat somebody for no reason, yeah. If you're saved or unsaved, you know certain things are wrong. But this world is moving further and further away from that. Used to it was, even, I think, even if you were unsaved, saved, you, you thought abortion was wrong. Now let's move to there's no middle ground. Either people think abortion's right or people think abortion's wrong. And it's wrong. We got churches nowadays preaching that it's okay. Preaching that it's fine because it wasn't convenient for your life. You couldn't handle it in your life. It's not my life. It's Christ's life. Christ has given me things, whether some things I wanted or not. Like this. <laughs> Christ has given us everything in our life. We have trials. The trials should make you stronger. At our deepest moments, at our humblest moments, Christ should make us stronger, if you're in the Word. Because at those moments, you see how broken you are. You see how lost you are. You see how worthless you are without Christ. That is our only hope. Christ is our hope in life and death. Christ is the only hope we have at the end of the day. Christ is our only hope we have in life. And that is the gospel. That's what every Christian should live like. We fail. It's a shame. I mean, I'm, I'm the biggest one. For 26 again, for whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words. Of him shall the Son of Man his own glory and his Father and of the holy angels. Don't be ashamed of Christ. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be afraid to tell it. We have. Just in this county alone, more unsafe people than we could ever think of. Some in the buildings of the church. Some die hard members of the church. Broken, lost, never have had that true salvation. Some still working for it. Some still trying to earn it. We can never earn grace. We can never earn salvation. We never can. And yet we got churches out here preaching you know, do this, this, and this, and you'll be saved. Or TV evangelists, give, give $1,000 a month, and you'll have Christ. I don't have $1,000 a month to give to the evangelists. So. But that's Americanized Christianity. We think, well, if we, we do this, and we see this, and some do it by feel. It's not by faith. Some, some churches say, if you're not feeling the tingles on the back of your neck every Sunday... And every time you read the Bible, if you're not running the pews, if you're not jumping for joy and screaming, you don't have Christ. I've been told that myself. That if I never have a service where I run through these pews, I'm not truly saved. I've had people tell me, you're not truly saved if you don't have a favorite Bible verse. What? I mean, this is true things I've been told. I've been... I mean, my wife was told she had demons. True story. Because... We're not work, we don't work for it. We're not, we're not trying to work for this unachievable goal of salvation. It's not achievable through us. It's only achievable through Christ and through His love and through His affection towards us. He is our Father. He is who our life is centered around. He is who paid it all for us so that we could go tell the world about Him. And it's just sad. Men look to their self for salvation. We look to ourselves as we are the saving grace, as if we can do something to save our souls and to save the world. It's just simply not true. All I can do is preach the gospel. All I can do is tell this world about Christ. And I know it sounds like I'm repeating myself, but this is the gospel. Tell the world about the man who came paid it all. Tell them about this wondrous mystery of the true and better Adam. It's my favorite song right now. Come to save this hellbound man. He's the one and only Savior. Not Buddha, not Muhammad, not any of them. They will lead you nowhere. Their works faith, faith. They will lead you nowhere but hell. And the Christians need to wake up today and stand up for the gospel. To stand up for Christ. To stand up and say, hey, he is worth it. He paid it all for me. It is worth me to go and spread the gospel by him. It is worth me to go tell this lost and dying world that there's a better way there is hope. I talked to a pagan I used to work with and I asked him, I said, where's your hope? He said, when Pandora's box was opened, hope was left in it. He says, there's seven realms that I can go to one day when I die. He says, but I had to pay this, I had to work like this, and I had to dress like this and all this, but I don't have to I don't have to change the way I live, though. Just as long as I pay this fee and do this, I get there. He His wife was a uh, practice witch, witchcraft, and I, and I tried every day to, to speak to him about the gospel. But his excuse was, well, such and such was a Christian, they died of a drug overdose. Or such and such was a Christian, they're the biggest hypocrite I know. Such and such was a Christian, but they had the worst mouth I ever heard. Such and such was a Christian, but they just weren't good people. That's how the world looks to us. We are, the mo- we are held under a microscope, people. We are looked at every day. I had many people at my old job tell me, I won't go to church because it's full of a bunch of hypocrites. You're right. We, we are all hypocrites. I'm the biggest one right now. Yay. But the, we should share the gospel. Preach the word. Live every day for Christ. Die to self every day. Deny yourself every day. Look to Christ for your life. Look to Christ for your hope. Look at Christ for your faith. And share the gospel with your loved ones. Share the gospel. I mean, it could be your sons, daughters, husband, wife, grandma, grandpa, aunts and uncles, co-workers. I mean, it could be anybody. It could be, I mean, it can even be a church member. That's just the plumb truth about it. There's a lot of church members that have thought they were were saved and went to hell just because they worked for it, just because the church told them. And so I'm going to close out today. But just remember to live for Christ. Die to self daily. Our only hope is in Christ. Only life is in Christ. The only, only thing that should keep us moving is Christ. That should be our main focus of our life. At the end of the day, to be able to say, I lived the best I could for life. I did the best I could for Christ. To live for Him. Not away from Him. Not to be ashamed of Him, but live for Him. Live for who he came, Live for what He came to die for, which is our sins. Not just the sins back then, but the sins now and the sins to come. Since the sin, the dawn, he died for everybody's sin. Not so we could sit around on the couch and watch football and eat popcorn, which I'll probably do later today. But we are to spread the gospel. We are to share the word. We are to, to die to self. We are to love our church. We are to interact in our church. We are to know who our church members are. We are to love them. When they're broken, we are to go help them. When we're when vice versa. And time somebody broke in here, the church should rush to help them. And and the likewise to the person that gets hurt. Well, that's all i got today. I, I know it's probably been terrible, but um, I'd like to thank uh, Joe for giving me the opportunity to speak. Um, shout out to A.J. Bryant. I had to call him for help uh, one day on something. So shout out to him, and um, he sent me a concordance as well. But um, verse 27, I didn't really touch on it because... It's kind of an interesting verse. But I tell you the truth, that there be some here, sta- some standing here which shall not taste of the death till they see the kingdom of God. Now, the kingdom of God is Christ, Jesus Christ, God, kingdom of God. The sum there, a lot of people say it's Jesus talking about himself. Um, the, sum, the word sum there, I just haven't been able to really study and grasp what that means right there. But remember, Christ died and loved you. Christ loves you every day. His grace... His mercy and everything, it's with you every day, whether you share the gospel or not whether you live for Christ or not. But at the end of the day, Christian's life is the only life that a Christian should live, is to die to self every day and to preach the word and tell this world about this wondrous man, this wondrous God who came to this world to save it when he didn't have to, who created it when he didn't have to. But he came and saved us and loved us, and he'll love you and love you and love you. He will never leave you. He is the good shepherd. Even when I'm a sheep going astray, He is the shepherd that comes and gets me, humbles me, comes and gets me, and lets me go again. Now, lets me go away, but He lets me go back to my go back to my day to day walk. All right, let's pray. Um, ooh, look at that. Let's pray and uh, go to prayer room. I made it the whole time. Yay! <laughs> all right, let's pray and then uh, let's have a good service, Lord, and let's all pray for a good service today. Then, Father God, Lord, we do come to you today, Lord. And we thank you for this gift of salvation, God. We thank you for you dying on the cross for our sins, Lord, when you didn't have to. We thank you for this unending love you have given us, Lord. We thank you that we can mess up and you still love us, Lord. Lord, we pray for all the lost souls, God. We pray that you give us the strength to die to self and to go proclaim the gospel to this broken world, Lord. Lord, we pray for the service today. Lord, we pray for Pastor Joe as he comes and delivers the message, Lord. Lord, we pray for Brother Tony as he's out preaching today. Lord, we pray for the churches around about us, Lord, that your gospel will be shared, Lord. Lord, we pray for this lost and dying world, Lord. We pray that we have hearts for, for love and wanting to bring them closer to you, Lord, instead of hearts of hate and just pushing them away, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.